we could smell smoke and we were like, shit, we've got a skedaddle. And because we'd never been in that situation before, we were like, wait, what do we do? Like, what do we, what do we take? And I took two things. I didn't take one, I took two things. I took my mother's ring that she gave me, that she got when she was 23 in Italy, and she gave it to me when I was 23. And it's like my most prized possession. Mm-hmm. And my Dyson Airwrap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm walking down the stairs with everyone in our building, <laughs> with my kitties, my phone, carrying my Dyson Airwrap on my They've got like arm. their pets. Someone had their cat and we were both carrying it the same way. <laughs> and I was like, got good. Hey chicks, I'm Sal. And I'm Al. And this is Two Broke Chicks, the show that shares life lessons for the gals from the gals. And we've decided to give our mini episode, Fact or Cap, a little makeover. And she will now be referred to as Smash or Pass <laughs> because it's our show and not yours. Yeah. And <laughs> it's fun to smash things and it's fun to pass things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know what? We just wanted to change our mind. Exactly. <laughs> we were like, this is fun. Let's change it. <laughs> <laughs> so I get into it. And in this week's episode, we are doing a part two of the 36 questions that lead to love. So if you missed it, go back and listen to part one because we're going to jump straight into part two and do the remaining 18 questions to see if it really is the shortcut to intimacy that it promises. Do you know what I was thinking about this morning? Does this mean people will fall in love with us because they're hearing our answer? Because if so, can someone send this to Henry Cavill <laughs> super quickly? <laughs> Just sneak a little super link. Super quickly. Can every chick listening to this DM the episode to Henry Cavill, send a screenshot and we'll send you a jumper. <laughs> Not even kidding. Not even kidding. If you send this to Henry Cavill and then send us a screenshot, we'll send you a jumper. Done. <laughs> Bribing my way <laughs> into his heart. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. Okay, let's get into it. Question number 19, if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are living now and why? Probably. I'd probably just stop working so hard Mm -hmm. and just be like, vibes. Yeah. I'd just go travel the world and stop trying to, because naturally what we do is we try to set ourselves up for the rest of our life. But if I know that's not going to be there, then I'm just going to go have a good time. Yeah. And like not bother about saving money or Trying to be a good person. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The biggest dick. Just burn myself <laughs> yeah. into the ground, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. I just move into Frankie's and just like live in a corner booth. For but it's not the even going to be life. there. For the why would you bring that year? up? Was... Why would you bring that up? Maybe that is why I will die suddenly. I'll die of heartbreak <laughs> when Frankie's closes down. Okay. So, number 20, what does friendship mean to you? To me. Mm, this is a big question. I think that friendship is incredibly important to me. I think that over the last, you know, 14 years that I've been in a serious relationship, I've always really prioritised my Mm. friendships. You have, you are really good with that. Like you're probably the person in a relationship that is the best with like not letting that be their defining relationship within their life. Like obviously it's your number one relationship, but you're not like, no, girls, I'm not going to come out just because I want to spend time with my boyfriend, which like, yeah. it's fine to do that, but you're not that person that does that every time. You're like, no, I'm down. Let's yeah. go party, rock and, you know. In the house tonight. Oh, so, oh. yeah, I think friendship to me is a priority. Mm. What about you? 
to me, friendship means like total acceptance. Mm-hmm. So your friends are the family you can choose, right? So you choose to accept that person for everything that they are and love them unconditionally. Warts and all. Warts and all. And then that's probably sometimes why some friendships don't last because you can't accept everything and that's okay. There are some things that maybe you don't want to accept about that person and that's a boundary for you to set and that's fine. But the friends that are your family are the ones that you do accept completely. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it means to me as well because that's what I want from my friends and that's what I have for my friends as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, number 21, what roles do love and affection play in your life? The only two. Mm -hmm. Like that's just who I am. Yeah. You know when people, (laughs) this is going to be a bit (laughs) spicy, you know when people like hate giving hugs and I hate when people come up and hug me. Grow up. Yeah. Okay. They're the two best things that you can have in your life. And I think life is too short. Give your friends a cuddle. Okay. It's just nice to love freely. Mm. Yeah. And I know that, you know, it's easier said than done. I think non-romantic relationships, I definitely love freely. But in terms of romantic relationship, that's when I'll sit back a little bit and be like, "Mm, not yet. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like I get so much love from family and friends that that's why I can be a little bit more reserved on that end of the table. Mm. Yeah. I also think it's a bit of a power play for you. (laughs) 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 I'm just a cuddle bunny everywhere. (laughs) I'm cuddly. Like, I don't care who you are. I'll give you a cuddle. But in terms of loving you. mm. Yeah, true. You've got to work for it. You've got to work for it. I think that should be the case with everyone. (laughs) This one's cute. So alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start? Sure. I'll start. Charismatic. (laughs) flirting we're in love already it works it works (laughs) um an empath Mm -hmm. funny cute inclusive oh interesting smart (laughs) smart (laughs) twins i'm like i don't want to miss one there's There's so many but it's okay it's okay um Loyal. You like food just as much as I do. It's true. I'm so hungry. Thoughtful. Creative. Oh. The Little Mermaid. Beautiful. (laughs) Stunning. Amazing. Brave. Sensitive. Psychopath. (laughs) That would be the sixth one on both of ours. That's a mutual. (laughs) Exactly. Number 23, how close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? Yeah, I think that my family has our different personalities. You know, Mm -hmm. like our family is not one where everyone shares the exact same personality, but it's very accepting of who everyone is. Like my sister and I have very different personalities, but it doesn't take away from our position within our family and there's like love regardless of that and as I said in the last episode we had a bomb childhood like Mm. we 
lived in a cul-de-sac with a bunch of other kids. We all grew up same age. We were playing Marco Polo in the pool. Like every weekend I was 100% cheating. <laughs> I would cheat. I would cheat in like every game that we played, right? And so we'd play Marco Polo. But I was the littlest. Like I was the smallest out of the group. So when I would get in for Marco Polo, I was in for so long. Yeah. Like, and I swear they were cheating too. So it was just like... Just like like little sneaky little look just to see what the vibe was where everyone was in the pool. So then, so then, (laughs) so then my sister got goggles and got permanent marker and coloured in the goggles that I would have to wear when playing Marco Polo because I would cheat so much. (laughs) That is so Alana. It's like big sister energy. Yeah, but then (laughs) I was like, well, everyone else has to wear them. And so then it really was everyone was cheating. Yeah, yeah, it all came out. Truth was revealed. What about you? Um, it's hard to say, like, do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? I feel like that's a weird question. But, mm. yeah, probably. I had yeah. a really happy childhood. And how close and warm is your family? Well, I mean, my parents are divorced, <laughs> so it's a bit of a broke, broken family situation. <laughs> but I, despite that, I think that as we've all grown up and gotten older, especially my siblings were all extremely close uh, and warm with one another and then Mm. I think that our relationships with our parents have improved Mm. and have like a really good at the moment like probably the best they've ever been over the last like five years so yeah yeah I do think it is a bit of a weird question to be like happier than other people's I think I just took it as in like did you have a happy childhood yeah yeah I'm happier than anyone else in the world. Sucked in. My childhood was better than yours. Mm. My therapist is like, mm, do you want to take that one? Do you want to redo that answer? And I'm like, Dr. M. Shh. Dr. M has entered the chat. <laughs> He's like, now let's unpack that trauma. Okay. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Great. Stunning. Yeah. I fucking love our moms. We both have really good relationships with our moms. We've spoken about them on the show many times. Kath, Kathy Duff, my mum, mm-hmm. she's just a total wildcat. Uh, I would say I get my sense of humour and love of music and fashion and my cackle from her. So... Hanging out with her is just like hanging with a friend. Like she and I went to kiss with one of my childhood besties, Nikita, the other week and we all just got maggot and like went to the merch and like bought the whole situation out and then we were all just like singing along to every word and dancing together and it felt like three girlfriends on Mm. a night out. So I would say that's what my relationship is like with my mum. Yeah, I love your mum. She's a vibe. (laughs) It's so funny because my relationship with my mum is literally – amazing like I'm so lucky to have that Mm. and we could not be more different yeah so like growing up my mum is a lot more reserved and nicer than I am like she's gentle you know she's a gentle Mm. person she grew up you know in a Catholic Italian household and is a prince like was a principal of a high school and is just a bit more reserved. Like if I would swear growing up, if I said crap growing up, mum would be like Alexandra Fabrigan. I'd be like, whereas now I'm like, whenever we talk on the podcast. And growing up, we would clash so much. Like my mum and I weren't really close growing up. And then it was kind of as I became a bit more of a woman, that woman, that we grew more towards each other that my mum was like grew and became really accepting of you know the difference that 
you know, who I was growing into and I kind of became a little bit more understanding of, you know, the things that she would want to talk about or mm. the things that we were comfortable talking about that now we talk about stuff all the time. Like mum will be like, so how's that boy? And I was like, <laughs> oh, so mum, guess what happened? And then she'll just be going into detail. I remember one time I was telling her um, that I was writing an article about a sex toy and she yeah. was like, I really support you in your sexuality but there's some things that I don't need to know about if you don't want to tell me. And I was like, no, mum, I'm comfortable talking to you about this. And she was like, okay. <laughs> she was like, sure. But, yeah, my mum's the best. If I end up like 1% of the mum that my mum is, I'm going to be a really great mum. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. She's beautiful. We love her. We love her. Yeah. Therese is the, an angel. She really She's is. She's Mother Teresa. <laughs> Actually. Okay, number 25, make three true we statements each. We are both very proud of ourselves. Mm. We are both very hardworking and we are both in this room feeling a little bit tired right now but having a great time. Mm-hmm. Yep. We both kill it at karaoke. Oh, f- yeah. Every fucking time. We both really need a vodka lime soda oh, that after one. this. Yeah. We both love each other. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to give away a spoiler to the episode. Oh, it, it, sorry, oh, I mean. Sorry. <laughs> we both maybe love each other. <laughs> Number 26, complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. I wish I had someone with whom I could share my love of live music. <laughs> I just want to go to every fucking show and gig. And I do have lots of friends who I can kind of like dabble in. Like I know my friend Matt, I'm like, yeah, My Chemical Romance is coming. We're going to go to every show. Like, And I can kind of like pick and choose my friends. But I wish that there was somebody who maybe lived in Sydney with me and was like down to go to shows <laughs> like every weekend. That's it. <laughs> I'm struggling with this one because I don't feel like there's anything that I'm missing in my life that I can't share something with. Mm, I was the same. That's like why I picked something every, so trivial. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like every facet of my life there's something that I can share that with. Because like the only thing I don't have is like an actual relationship, but I don't want that. Mm, yeah. So I don't know. Like maybe books, but I still talk to we you talk about, about that. Yeah. You just need to read. I could tell quicker. <laughs> I wish I had someone with who I could share Akatar. Okay, <laughs> A Court of Thorns and Roses. That's what I wish that I could share my fantasy book knowledge with. So many of the chicks in the DMs replied when I posted that pic from the cruise of my I Kindle. I know, but I was so scared someone was going to send in a, a spoiler. spoiler. So I was like filtering them, being like, this is out. She hasn't finished. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, everybody was like chapter, what is it, 42, 48? Four, chapter 42 and 55. Okay, yeah. Chapter 42 is my favourite. Mm-hmm. Yep. It gets sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Number 27, if you were going to become a close friend with your partner, nah. please share what would be important for him or her to know. I'm really good at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is um, I think probably that I'm just a million miles an hour mm. and I'm just a lot of energy and I will be literally talking about something <laughs> and then be like, oh, but guess what? You know, there's this other thing that sometimes I can probably be a lot to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, 
okay, there's a lot of energy we've got right now. Yeah. And just managing that and not taking it on as chaotic energy. It's just energy. Yeah. Love that. F- this is such a hard question. I know. If you were going to be a close friend of mine. I know. It's pretty unlikely. <laughs> Chris always says that... Um, I, you know, when you go through your love languages, mm. Chris is always like, you need them all. Mm. So I would say that for every relationship I have, I'm like, I need every single one ticked. So yeah, I think I have high expectations from my friendships and relationships. Yeah. So maybe that. Yeah. You're pretty cutthroat. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one, actually. I I have like a really good intuition for people and like can read people right off the bat and I'm really stubborn. It's really hard for me to change my mind Yeah, and I can be very cutthroat. It's like you do one thing wrong and you're out. Yeah. And like I think you're very comfortable just spending time with friends as they are. Like if we're, you know, if it's like a Friday night, I'm like, let's go get drinks and you'll be like, yeah, cool. You won't be like, not that this is a bad thing, but it's like you'll be like, you're so happy for it to just be you and me. Yeah. That there you won't be like, let's invite like four other people and make it a group thing. Whereas sometimes like I'll be like, group love. Yeah, totally. Whereas you're so happy and content being like, but also I do just love it when it's just you and me. And sometimes when we do group things, we're like, should just some, I'll stand by it. We now. always have more fun when we're alone. Sorry. Totally. There was like one birthday that just everything went to shit. And I had like 20 people and everything was just chaotic. And then by the end of the night, it was just Sal and I on our own. And I was like, should have just done this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think I was dealing with like two people fighting, one person crying, another person getting angry about something. And I was like, oh, shut up. (laughs) Lesson learned. Yeah. Number 28, tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met. What I would say to you, my partner, (laughs) is that I think that you're too hard on yourself (laughs) and, like, you often will put the um, disclaimer, being like, I'm a lot, I'm a blah, like, Mm. I'm loud, I'm this, I take up too much space, like, I can be abrasive. And I don't think any of that is true. I think it's that is who you are and it's not too much. It's just right. And I think that anybody who can't deal with it can f*** off. That's what I would say. (laughs) Can you not? (laughs) The Pisces is going in. (laughs) Take shame. Gotcha. Right in the heart. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) My turn. Okay. I got one. I think you doubt yourself too much. Mm. I think you second guess and worry about maybe making a decision and that it's going to be the wrong one rather than sticking by your initial gut or first thought and that even if it is wrong, just being like, yeah, sorry, that's like whatever. Or like change my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Just being like, like I think you'll doubt your first thought or something you want to do that it might be like a oh I'm not sure and then maybe that's when you sometimes get stuck up in making decisions because you you really just don't want to make the wrong one yeah which is a nice thing that you don't want to make the wrong decision but maybe just stop caring because I think that's the thing it's like I always know what my gut instinct is it's I'm thinking about like how it's going to impact someone else in whatever way that Mm. may be Fuck everyone, chill yeah. about me. 
<laughs> the Aries takes aim. <laughs> I, you're like, love yourself. And I'm like, stop caring. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 29. 29. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. There's so many. I think it would be when I was in high school and then there was like a bunch of mean girls and then they all spread this rumour that I had nits and then I came out at lunchtime and went to go and sit down and then everyone was like laughing and running away from me and I thought we were just playing like chasies. So I was like, yeah, that's like I'm it and just like playing and just like laughing, giggling and running around. And then meanwhile then I found out like at the end of the school day that everyone was like, Alex is nit. Go f*** yourself. We all had nits, all right? Literally. And, yeah, and then I just remember feeling so embarrassed because I was just so ignorant being like everyone was just laughing at me. Mm, And you didn't know. Yeah, that's awful. That and then when I got, like, Niagara Falls of a period in the middle of toddies wearing white pants and it literally looked like I'd been a stabbing victim. It was bad. I ran to the bathroom and then... My friend that I was with had to go to Sports Girl because it was the closest shop and got me these pants that were so bad, Steph, I love you. <laughs> but they were the ugliest, like, three-quarter length black, like, flared thing. They probably would have looked great on her. Everything does. Yeah, but on <laughs> me it looked terrible and I was like, cool. <laughs> so maybe that as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? Good one. There are so many. One that springs to mind, though, is the time that we kind of alluded to this the other day, but the time that I'm pretty sure my drink was spiked at Frankie's and uh, the week before I'd gotten an email being like, there's an interview up for grabs with Ozzy Osbourne, who I fucking love. And I replied within two minutes and they were like, sorry, it's already been taken. And I was gutted so heartbroken like that opportunity has still never come up again probably never will (laughs) anyway I was at Frankie's the following weekend and was just on another planet clearly (laughs) and Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne started playing and I burst into tears in the middle of Frankie's and I was there with Nikita and she was like chatting up a guy like you know they're having like some sexy back and forth and I'm just standing there in hysterics and he's like oh is your friend okay and Nikita's like yeah yeah, yeah she's, she's fine, fine. <laughs> she's fine um and he's like oh is she having boy trouble she goes Kinda. <laughs> so, and then after that, I just like was completely blackout, was out the front of Frankie's, just like puking my brains yeah, out. Yeah, because your drink got spiked. Yeah. And then luckily the staff were so nice. They didn't kick me out. They like came out and were giving me water and being like, do you need help getting home? But the anxiety I felt and the embarrassment mm. I felt the next day was next level. There's nothing worse than vomiting in public. It's so bad. I did it on my anniversary. <laughs> I was like, pull the taxi over. <laughs> I was like, and they were like, we're five minutes from home. And I was like, we're not making it. Nah. And then the taxi driver heard me say that and he was like, wow. And I was like, Bleh. When you've got to go, you've got to go. I know. If you see someone vomiting in public, don't stare. Nah, They're we've... going through something emotionally already. Yeah, we've all been there. Legit. Okay. Number 30. When did you last cry in front of another person? And then by yourself. Ten minutes ago when we were talking about the cruise. 
two seconds ago when you said something nice about me. By myself was when I was watching the new Little Mermaid trailer at the airport. I by cried m- watching that. Oh, I think that was the last time I cried by myself when I watched the trailer. But the last time I probably cried cried was when I watched Pinocchio oh, with my roommate. It's God. not good, guys. And by it's not good, I mean that hurt my feelings mm-hmm. a lot. It's good in a way that will break your heart. Yeah. I Honestly, yeah. Cry cries and like I'm really sad cry doesn't happen too much. Mm. But in terms of like crying because like something sweet or you know, like happy or I'm watching a sad movie. I'm like, that happens a lot. Literally, like every other day. Hmm. Number 31, tell your partner something you liked about them already. I feel like some of these are a bit repetitive, not going to lie. Me too. Something that I liked about you already. Everything. Maybe before we met. Before we met. Or like before we became like joined. I love your laugh. Your (laughs) laugh just sends me <laughs> like half the time I'm not actually laughing at the joke I'm laughing at you mm. laughing like when we first started working together before we were close like you can hear Sal's cackle on the other side of the office yeah pretty much and I would just and then when we started like kind of becoming friends I'd hear her cackle and I'd slack her and be like what's funny <laughs> yeah I'd be like I can hear you <laughs> who is making you laugh that's not me yeah jealousy kicks in oh fully I'm a jealous <laughs> jealous person that's okay uh, I would say your style. The oh, first thing I yeah. ever said to you was, I love your jeans <laughs> in the kitchen at work and I stand by them. Al still has them. And I like nearly got rid of them once and so I was like, you you can't get rid of them. I was like, that's the origin of our friendship. Okay, what if anything is too serious to be joked about? Heaps of There's stuff. There's heaps of stuff. I feel like we're very in line about the things that we don't find funny, things like, you know, albeus language or racism. Like we don't find racist jokes funny. We don't find sexist jokes funny. We don't find anything about rape or sexual assault or like anything that, you know, when they're taboo, mm-hmm. like that shock factor, like it's not funny to us. Like Yeah, or like jokes about somebody's body or appearance, mm. like that's not on. Okay, number 33, if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? I'm not answering that. <laughs> I'm not answering Yeah, that one's r- really hard. I feel like I need to tell the people that I love that I just love them more. Mm. You know, yeah. like I probably need to be a bit better at like calling my parents and being like, love you guys. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I think. And there's one other person which we're not going to talk about. Yeah. I would be the same, I think, except that I talk to my mum and my sister and mm. like I'm very open and affectionate with them a lot. So maybe the same, but with like my dad and my brother, because mm. we probably don't do, well, we don't do that as much. Mm. So I'm sure I would, I'd be like, oh, well, I say I love you to like Meg and Chris and mum and you all the time, but mm. maybe not as much to dad and Deck. Yeah. So, yeah. 34. Mm-hmm. Your house, containing everything you own, catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save one item. What would it be and why? I've been in this scenario. There wasn't actually a fire, but the fire alarm was, well, there actually was a fire, but it wasn't like, Yeah, the building wasn't burning down. But there was a fire in like level one or something, and I'm on level seven. And so then anyway, we could smell smoke and we were like, shit, we've got a skedaddle. And 
because we'd never been in that situation before, we were like, wait, what do we do? Like, what do we, what do we take? And I took two things. I didn't take one. I took two things. Mm -hmm. I took my mother's ring that she gave me that she got when she was 23 in Italy and she gave it to me when I was 23 and it's like my most prized possession Mm -hmm. and my Dyson Airwrap. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Checks out. I'm walking down the stairs with everyone in our building (laughs) with my keys, my phone. Carrying my Dyson Airwrap <laughs> under my like arm. They've got like the pets. Yeah, fully. Someone certificate. had their cat. Someone had their cat and we were both carrying it the same way. <laughs> and I was like, got the goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. That would be me. I think mine would be I have a photo album full of Polaroids. I'd probably grab that because mm. you can't, you literally cannot replace those. Yeah. Number 35, of all people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why this is so fucked. anyone would anyone. be so disturbing I think for me it would be Meg mm. my sister be- only because we are literally glued at the hip mm. like I feel like she's my other half and always has been and because we are she's three and a half, four years older than me. So we're close in age. So that would be a huge, that would be very disturbing because either it would be a shock or it would be like we're at that stage mm. in our in our life when people are, you know, passing away naturally. Mm. So I feel like that would be the most disturbing. I actually, I can't. I, yeah, I, I'm thinking I about it know. now and it's making me feel sick. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how I would go on. Yeah. I don't think, I couldn't cope with anyone within my immediate family, Same. I think. like. Similar for me, like my sister, like Alana and I have been, like we've grown up together. Like she's just always there. Like she's my sister. And even though like we don't talk every day, like my sister's always been there for me. Mm. Like whenever someone was mean to me in school, she was like, who? I was like, Alana. And she was like, who is it? Tell me right now. Alana is invincible. (laughs) Alana is, I would never get on my sister's bad side. Like the only person that's allowed to be mean to me is her. Yeah. And then if anyone else is mean to me, she will literally crack their skull against the gravel. (laughs) And then just like my dad's like my best friend. Like Mm -hmm. we can laugh and joke and be naughty together. Like that's where a lot of my. You are Greg. Like personality (laughs) comes from. And then my mum is like my guiding light. Like I don't Mm. know what I could would do if I couldn't call my mum like every yeah like every day yeah this isn't even real yeah why am I crying it's fine but then I think I'm thinking about the fact that like one day you know no no do you know what's gonna happen we're all gonna be at a party together it's gonna be New Year's Eve and we're all gonna be there together and a comet is gonna hit earth and we're all gonna die (laughs) at the same time I told my mum that if anything ever happens to her she has to come back and haunt me Mm -hmm. I was like if you don't haunt me I'm gonna be so pissed (laughs) I was like if you don't scare the shit out of me at least three times a day I don't want it okay you're not allowed to die unless you're haunting me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's solid Okay, 36, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Okay, I feel like a personal problem for me is that I struggle to find balance in everything that I want to do 
Mm-hmm. I like am very focused on my career and I like want to work on that, but I love being social and like going out and meeting people and having friends. Mm-hmm. I like having time by myself. I like spending money. I like saving money. I like dating boys. Al, this I is like, like being 10,000 questions. And but problems. like exactly, but this is the thing. It's like how do I juggle everything? Mm-hmm. That's my problem. I just can't multitask. Multiple things that you want to achieve or do, but you don't know which one you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just end up doing nothing. Mm. I was going to say a similar thing that I feel like there's a lot on right now and how to like not spiral basically. Mm. And I think my advice to that, and this is a conversation that we've had together recently, is that except that you can't do everything, Mm. like you physically cannot do everything and that's okay. So take a look at everything that's on your plate currently and anything that is a nice to have, not a need, just get rid of it. Mm. Like if it's not filling your cup or it's not going to have like a significant impact on your life, just get rid of it. Like we do it with work all the time. Like we are constantly just overloading our plate with so many things that's like, you know, you just the, stop enjoying half of it. Yeah, exactly. Whereas when we like strip away maybe a few of those things and focus our energy onto like the core things that we know that the chicks will love mm. and that we will love, it ends up being better and we have a better time. So I think mm. you can apply that to anything in your life, whether it's relationships or friendships or hobbies. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Sal. You're welcome. <laughs> I think I've just uh, answered my own <laughs> advice, so I Up reckon we drag. can wrap it up there. <laughs> okay, so the 36 questions that lead to love. Is it a smash or a pass? Pass. I don't love you. <laughs> I'm kidding. The ultimate smash. <laughs> I'd love to do this as a social experiment to see if someone could actually get into my cruel, dead, ice-cold heart mm. by asking them these questions. But I think it's a smash. I think some of these questions we've never thought to ask each other. Yeah. And it's really nice learning things about you that I didn't know, which we spend so much time with each other and really do know, I would like to say, 95% of everything about each other. I would even go as far to say 99%. Yeah. That it's really nice to kind of have this and pull on questions that we wouldn't normally think of asking and... Also, it is really good for you to hear the things that your friends or that someone, your partner, your friends, your family love about you. It's nice Mm. to hear those things because so often of the time, you know, you don't say those things to yourself or you don't think those things about yourself and having someone tell you those things is really lovely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also a good way to remind yourself or learn things about yourself because Mm. just like I wouldn't ask you some of these questions – I wouldn't ask myself Mm. a lot of these questions as well. So I feel like it's forced myself to answer a lot of things that maybe I either knew deep inside or just had never given the time to to pondering. So I would say it's a smash. I would say it's a smash. The 36 questions that lead to love, smash. Smash. Smash Smash-a-rooney. Now, if anyone would like to love me, that (laughs) would be great. Again, chicks, send this episode to Henry Cavill. Send us a screenshot and we'll send you a jumper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are we going to do a first in best dressed? 
Or will we do it to like the top oh, five? <laughs> yeah, top five, mm-hmm. top ten. So send us those DM scales. Jumper or a T-shirt, whichever one you want. Yep. Okay, well, that is a wrap for another episode of Smash or Bars, our new fave mini episode. We've put a link to the article in the show notes if you want to give the 36 questions that lead to love a go. We know you do. Thanks to our production team, Priya Tahazadeh, Bambi Media and Maiden Katana Studios for having us and making today's episode possible. And finally, thanks to you chicks for having us in your ear holes. We love to be here. Love you, chicks. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you already. Don't love need 36 you. questions. <laughs> <laughs>